For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark Dudici. You're listening to Daybreak. Early this morning, the military of Myanmar staged a coup. Today, Princeton is closed as a nor'easter threatens to bring over a foot of snow to the orange bubble. It's Monday, February 1st. Early this morning in Myanmar, the military staged a coup and detained the country's top politician, State Councillor Aung San Suu Kyi, along with her top allies. After her party, the National League for Democracy, enjoyed a resounding victory in parliamentary elections last November, the military brought allegations of massive voter fraud without proof. When asked, they refused to rule out the idea of a coup. Legislators were set to begin a new session of parliament today amid these tensions. However, the military has now installed a former general as state leader and imposed a national state of emergency for one year. This overthrow comes just five years after the nation first established a democratic government. The White House expressed alarm in an initial statement last night, warning that the United States will, quote, take action against those responsible if these steps are not reversed. We'll follow reports out of Myanmar closely in the wake of this coup. President Biden spent his first week and a half in office signing dozens of executive orders designed to reverse Trump-era policies. The orders begin to tackle the four crises that his administration is prioritizing, gaining control of the pandemic, providing economic stimulus, taking on the issue of climate change, and combating racial injustice. However, Biden's attempts to address these issues face obstacles in the Senate. Although Democrats have a 51-50 majority in the chamber due to Vice President Kamala Harris's tie-breaking vote, many bills require a 60-vote majority to pass because of the filibuster. This would require at least 10 Republican senators to join all 50 Democrats to push a bill through. Democrats do have the option to pass bills through budget reconciliation, which allows bills concerning spending, revenue, and deficit limitations to be passed with a simple majority. However, these bills can only be passed once a year under each topic. A few weeks ago, Biden presented a COVID-19 relief package with a price tag of $1.9 trillion. The sweeping legislation included funding for vaccine distribution, individual stimulus checks, school reopenings, childcare, and raising the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour. Yesterday, a group of 10 Republicans proposed a COVID relief bill of their own. The GOP package has some key similarities to the President's proposal, including funding for vaccine distribution and stimulus checks, but the $600 billion bill is unlikely to win much Democratic support in the Senate, leaving the future of economic relief unresolved for the moment. Russian protesters have returned to the streets for the second straight week, calling for the release of Alexei Navalny, President Vladimir Putin's main political opposition. Yesterday, U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken condemned the Russian government's harsh treatment of the demonstrators. In Princeton news, 2,887 undergraduates returned to campus between January 16th and January 24th, with classes resuming today. If classes weren't online, there's a chance we wouldn't be having them at all. The university is closed to non-essential workers until 5 p.m. today, due to a nor'easter expected to impact more than 100 million Americans. As of midnight last night, the National Weather Service predicted that Princeton would receive anywhere from 12 to 18 inches of snow. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was written by Eli Costa and David Malewski and produced under the 145th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, Class of 22. For the Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark Didici. Have a wonderful semester.